What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Brick House segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with CISO. My name is Matt, and today we are ranking the top five duos in NBA history. We got the same five duos in mind, but maybe a different order. But first, I want to give you a shout out to one of our sponsors, and that is Coffee Bros. If you're a bro who's up real early like I am, I'm up at 3 a.m. Okay, on most weekdays. All right, I get up real early. Okay, and you need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from your award-winning roast to your necessary equipment. That's your espresso machine your grinders, your filters, to your recipes, as well as a coffee-to-water ratio calculator. Go to Coffee Bros website, whose link is in our description, to get everything that you need that is coffee-related. So go get Coffee Bros, bro. Now, we are going to get into this ranking of the top five NBA duos of all time. Obviously, most of the greatest teams and dynasties that we've seen in the NBA have had an all-time great duo behind most of their success. And if you look at all the duos and, and teams on our list, as well, they've had an all-time great head coach as well to kind of lead that duo. But obviously, you know, we got to rank the top five duos in NBA history today, man. CISO, I'm going to you. So we're going to go back and forth starting at number five. So CISO, who is your fifth best duo in NBA history? It hurts my heart to do this. But at five, I'm going to have to go to the Miami Heat. D-Wade mm. and LeBron. Uh, the only reason I'm putting them number five, and we'll, we'll get to the rest of the list later, but the only reason I'm putting them at number five is that 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 first finals loss, man, mm. with LeBron James, you know, collapsing. And it hurt, hurts for me to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I mean, I feel like Dwayne Wade performed well. I know that was their first year together, but after saying that they was going to win 10 championships to go like man I feel like Dirk had a hell of a run that year but I think the Heat was supposed to get that that first ring man that's yeah and and I I still you know I'm still sore about that one so I'm gonna put them put them at number five especially compared to these other duos on this list yeah and I can see that I can see that with the Miami Heat duo at number five especially like you said because that first run obviously they should have won that one and you could argue you know it should have been a three-peat for them and then they would probably be a lot higher on this list if it would have been a three-peat but I'm gonna go a little bit I'm gonna go a little bit different route with my number five my number five I'm putting the Splash Bros in number five now listen okay they have four rings in their duo okay obviously Steph has the two MVPs the one unanimous uh MVP, the all-time three-point record. Clay, he's got the all-time record for points in a quarter with 37. He's got the most threes in a regular season game with 14 and the second most threes in a playoff game with 11. And he's got countless other games where he just got super crazy hot. Um, so while they have more rings than some of the duos I have above them, I the, the it wasn't just the duo that accounted for those four rings, okay? They had a lot of other help in those other rings, okay? They had immense help in two of them from Kevin Durant, obviously Kevin Durant winning the finals MVPs. And you could argue that Steph and KD are actually the better duo than Steph and Clay. If you're just looking at peak, like as far as how good a duo was, like you could argue Steph and KD is actually a better duo than Steph and Clay. So, but KD obviously got the two finals MVPs for those two rings. And then their first ring, even though I don't agree with this decision, another potential Hall of Famer, Andre Iguodala, got the finals MVP in that one as well. And in the 2016 finals, if they hadn't blown that 3-1 lead, it would have been another future Hall of Famer in Draymond Green that won that finals MVP. So even though this duo has 
four rings together. They were the main component of those four rings, but they also had a ton of help outside of just those two to help them win those four rings. So might sound crazy. I got Stephen Clay at five. I got Stephen Clay. I got the Splash Brothers at five just because I think those other duos above them had a lot less help. And I think those other duos above them were a lot more responsible for those for their teams, respectively, winning their championships. So, but it, I mean, hey, it's, it's Stephen Clay, and that's one of the obviously one of the right. having them at the fifth best duo of all time. I don't, I don't yes. think that's slight on Stephen Clay. No, that's, you know? that's definitely not a definitely not a slight. So, I, and, and I mean. I, I, I can understand, like, when you put it into that perspective, KD did add a lot to that su- to success for those mm. two championships. So, mm-hmm. um, but the only reason I'm, I'm going to put Clay and Steph because they got two championships outside of him, too. So, like, mm-hmm. true. You got, I don't know. Granted, that first one they won is because. LeBron James his entire like his stars was injured so like I mean a win is a win I guess but yeah. I would say um that performance that Clay had and uh against OKC in the playoffs mm. that's when game six Clay was birthed mm. yeah like, I think you said that was like 11 threes right 11 in that game 11 of like that's I mean man and then Curry I mean, I know winning is high on the criteria of how I critique players. Yeah, they got they got four rings together, and then also I feel like both of these players changed the game. Like, no, oh, yeah, the NBA play, NBA is played today. Like, the NBA is modeled after these after the Splash Brothers. So, I feel like that's that's the reason why I put them above the Heat as well because they, I mean. You can argue that the Heat, I mean, that duo impacted the NBA as well with uh, players having freedom to, you know, choose what teams they want to go play with. But yep. I feel like this, I mean, this is more impactful. Like like they said, you go to, you go everywhere. Like my son, seven years old, he want to shoot from half court. And he, <laughs> <laughs> He's he put up, Right. So I would just say off of impact and then also, also winning. And the consistency of winning Like I think they went to the finals Like five out of six years Something something crazy like that So And it was five straight So they went They five went. Straight. They won three They won three And then they took the two years off And then they came back in 2022 So it was six out of eight years That they went to the finals So obviously Crazy You know Yeah an Insane run from those dudes And you know they Who knows They still might not be done yet They got they, You know They revamped their team this year And they might make another run but yeah i just think they got too much help i think they got too much help outside of those two to you know letting that go huh, man? I, I am not letting that go they, man they got three other hall of famers out there bro and the, and steve kerr obviously obviously all these guys have had all these duos we're going to talk about have had great all-time you know all-time yeah. great coaches but i mean this this i think that team just had so much other talent outside of Stephen clay but yeah the fourth is the splash brothers for me Okay, so you got you got Splash Brothers at four. I got Splash Brothers at five. So we're just going to flip-flop our four and five because this is where I got LeBron and D-Wade. So I got LeBron and D-Wade at four. So the reason why I got these guys higher than the Splash Bros is because for me, basically these two had to carry their team to their two rings. Obviously, Chris Bosh played a big part and was a third star, but I don't think he played nearly as big a part as those other two or three guys in Golden State did for their team, for their run, in my opinion. And they obviously won two rings, made four finals. Like you said, that first... 
finals run against the Mavericks obviously was not a good look for them. But I mean, you could say with the Golden State run, that 2016 finals when they went 73 and nine, you know, and they ended up choking that 3-1 lead away. You could say that's, you know, kind of the equivalent of that, the, you know, that for, for their dynasty. So, um, but obviously, you know, you look at some of the performances that these guys had to put on just to get them to the finals. One that comes to mind, I don't know if you remember this one, 2012 Eastern Conference semifinals versus the Pacers, game four. The Heat were down 2-1 with no Bosch. LeBron drops 40-18-9. and D-Wade drops 39-6. and And the rest of the team had 31 total points. And they win on the road in Indiana. Obviously, then the next round, LeBron, he gets has the famous look game in game six, 45-15-5 in the conference finals against Boston. Arguably his greatest performance ever. And then you look at the following year, game seven of the finals versus my Spurs. After, you know, this was obviously after Bosch and Ray Allen had, you know, combined for obviously one of the biggest plays in NBA history in game six. But still, in game seven, LeBron had 37 and 12. D-Wade had 23 and 10. And then in game seven, Bosch had zero. Ray Allen had zero. Neither one of those guys scored in game seven. So LeBron and D-Wade had to carry them to that game seven victory. Obviously, you could argue that they're not in that game seven without, you know, the Bosch-Allen combo. But they're not in that situation in game six to even, you know, for Ray Allen to even make that shot if LeBron doesn't carry him down the stretch of that game six either so i think that this duo had more responsibility for their championships than the splash brothers did strictly because i think they carried their team more than the splash brothers did the splash brothers obviously did a lot but you could make an argument that they don't even get close to winning those titles without draymond green or without kevin durant obviously in those middle two or without andre iguodala i think this miami heat team still would have had a good chance to win championships even if they replaced chris bosh with some other role players or something to that regard so yeah um it's a it's definitely a debate though i mean these are obviously two of the greatest duos of all time you could easily go either way but it's a it's a it's definitely a debate for sure yeah you got a point um yeah the warriors is one of the greatest teams assembled Mm -hmm. i mean just from like i feel like even the rotation players like you said andre iguodala sean livingston then they had mo spinks (laughs) javel mcgee like javel mcgee they had a they yeah they they had impressive players man but i'm petty so i'm holding that against lebron that and that's that's my guy (laughs) and and that's the that's probably if if people don't think he's the goat i mean both of us do i think uh if people don't think he's the goat that's the number one thing that they're going to go to is that series against dallas you know so which is frustrating because obviously you know if he even plays at like 50 percent lebron james level in that series like they're gonna win that series you know but he was just not there you know so um but i mean the rest of his career after that obviously speaks for itself you know the way he backs the things that he's done that's why he's the goat but we're gonna move on we're gonna go to our third best duo of all time see so i'm kicking it back to you man who you got third best nba duo of all time and this is gonna shock and surprise a lot of people um but this duo that I'm I'm putting at third, they average about 40 points a game together with that tenure, 20 assists, 15 rebounds, and in a 10 year span from from 1978 to 1988, they won five championships. So I'm gonna go with you know they they started the Showtime Lakers. I'm I'm gonna go with Magic and Kareem as number three. Like, um, yeah, we we already know the impact that Magic Johnson and, and like Kareem had on the game. 
you know the he he how many times i gotta say it <laughs> you better get them back <laughs> i love Matt okay. johnson man greatest point guard of all time and then okay. arguably one of the greatest centers of all time i mean a lot of people might have these two players in the top five on their on their all-time yeah. list no doubt uh so it's gonna shock a lot of people that I put them uh, the number three. I, I would say mainly it's because I didn't live in the era. I, I got back, I got to go back and watch these players play, and I could look at their stats. But it's different when you live through, you know, absolutely players winning their, their rings and mm-hmm. having that success. So that's why I got them number three. Yeah, and CISO, uh, I'm going to be right there with you. I, we're both going to surprise a lot of people. I got Magic and Kareem at three. And listen, I was thinking about this kind of before, uh, you know, I, I had them at three after I did my research, and then I kind of thought about this afterwards. I think if you were, like, combining the all-time rankings of these two players, like, these two, this duo would be the best just because, like you said, they're both top five players, right? And I, obviously, you know, LeBron and D-Wade, LeBron's a top five player, D-Wade's not. You know, Jordan and Pippen, who I'm sure we're both going to talk about here pretty soon, uh, Jordan's top five player, Pippen's not, right? Uh, we're Another duo we're going to talk about a little bit later, Shaq and Kobe. You could argue that neither one of those guys are top five players. You know, they're just outside the top five. So you could argue that this duo, just by like all-time ranking, should be number one. But I'm going to put them at three. And listen, obviously, you know, Magic won multiple regular season MVPs. Kareem won multiple regular season MVPs. They both have arguments for being the best player at their respective positions. Like like you said, Magic, in my opinion, is the greatest point guard of all time. Kareem, in my opinion, is the greatest center of all time. You know, so uh, it, you could you could make easy arguments for those two being the greatest players of all time. Both are widely considered top five players of all time. So why do I have them at three? Because again, it was more than just them leading them to these NBA titles, okay? They had a third Bags. star and a Hall of Famer. They had a third star and a Hall of Famer in James Worthy for three of those rings. They also had another 20-point scorer in Jamal Wilkes for those first two rings. And they had Norm Nixon averaging 18 a game and eight assists in 1980 and 82, okay? That was their first two rings, okay? And then in the last three rings, they had Byron Scott averaging 16 points per game in all those, in six over 16 points per game, I should say, in all of those seasons, including he was their leading scorer in 1988. He scored 22 points a game. He was the 1988 championship Lakers leading scorer. So it wasn't just Magic and Kareem. You look at Kareem, those last couple Lakers rings, he wasn't as big of a factor as you would expect him to be. Like he was, he was arguably their second or third best player on those rings, you know? So the, uh, it, it, they had a lot. They had so much help on those rings. Obviously, they had a great coach as well in those in those rings as well. So again, it wasn't just Magic and Kareem in those rings. Like you look at the the roster that team had. That was an elite roster. I think you look at the two duos above them. They did not have nearly as much to work with as Magic and Kareem right. did in those in their title runs. So that's why I have Magic and Kareem at three is because they were obviously two all time great players. But the roster they had around them was damn good too. Yeah. Then they had a, to me was an elite three and D guy that a lot of people don't talk about. Michael Cooper. He one mm-hmm. of the best perimeter defenders of all time. One of the greatest. So. Yep. Yeah, it's a. I mean, you look at the you look at the team, man. That team was no joke. Like it wasn't that just was a those tough two. Ass team. That's that's why they're again. That's why. Those guys, that's why a team like Golden State in 2017, like that's why those guys are considered the greatest teams ever because they not only had great duos, but they had supporting casts around them to make those teams so elite. 
right? That's why they're up there for greatest teams ever, but that's why I can't put those two respective duos up there for the best duos ever because they had so much supporting cast around them to help them out. So, but I mean, having, you know, a duo at third best duo of all time, I don't think we're disrespecting Magic and Kareem at all, especially <laughs> considering the duos that we have above them. So, CISO, I'm going back to you, man. Second best duo of all time, who you got? I gotta go with rest in peace to the, to the late great Kobe Bean and, and and the Diesel. I gotta put them. I gotta put them at number two. Only 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 reason why um, I put them above all those other teams is just because they were the last team, and I was I watched. I grew up watching these championships. They, the last team to three P. Like mm-hmm. it's hard as hell to win a championship, to win one. an NBA championship. One, everything must go perfect to win three in a row. It's, it's, it's basically unheard of. It's only a few teams that's done that. So <laughs> I like, and then you got. I would say this is two. I would say they're not two top five players, but you you could say these are arguably two top ten players for sure. Right there. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. It just depends on your list. I mean, but man, Shaq at this time was like, he was unstoppable. I think one one final series, he averaged 36, then the next 38. Like, that's crazy. Like, Unbelievable. and they stopped, they stopped a lot of, I would say, just the thing about these next two duels on the list they stopped a lot of hall of famers from getting rings no doubt unbelievable that's why i have them at number two yeah shaq and kobe man i mean shaq talks about them all the time as the greatest duo of all time and you've got them at two i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit i'm gonna have jordan pippen at two and even though they have the most rings of anyone on my list you know, anyone on either of our lists, they have obviously have the six rings. They're going to be second. Obviously, Jordan being our, arguably the greatest player and scorer of all time. Pippen doing literally everything else, passing, rebounding, locking down the other team's number one option, which people forget. Jordan obviously won Defensive Player of the Year, but Scotty is considered by many the better defender. He guarded Magic in their first title run in 91, absolutely locked him down. So Scotty was a damn good basketball player, too. People do not realize that. They, they do not give Scotty his flowers. He was a damn good ball player. So again, why aren't they number one? Why am I not putting these yeah. guys number one? Let me know, because, Matt. Because they had more help in their title runs than Shaq and Kobe did. Now, people, uh, we talked about this in the chat. We, For people who don't know, we had a long Jordan versus LeBron debate in the chat the other day in our house call chat. And our boy Joe is in there, obviously, sticking up for Jordan. And me and CISO were in there kind of tag teaming. As, pause uh, as far as LeBron goes uh, but we were so we were having a debate and I brought this up as far as something that you know people don't realize about Jordan people forget after Jordan left in the 1994 season after his first three-peat that team without Michael Jordan still won 50 plus games and made it to the second round and something even fewer people realize that team had three all-stars on it all three played for the Bulls that entire first three-peat that being Scottie Pippen, then they had Horace Grant, 
and BJ Armstrong. So there was high quality players behind that duo as well. They had another all-star caliber player in Horace Grant and then another all-star caliber player in BJ Armstrong that just didn't weren't allowed to be all-star caliber players because MJ was taking so many of the shots and so much of the shine, right? And again, that's not me. That's not a slight at MJ for taking so much of the shots and so much of the shine because he was doing the right thing. They were winning the championship. So I'm the, like, it's I, not, you know. I want to I want to add they, one thing to that. <laughs> Go for uh, it. And hit the comments for the excuses. But um, <laughs> when when uh, Jordan left, didn't he co- try to come back? And then didn't they get eliminated from the playoffs too? They absolutely back? did, CISO. They absolutely got eliminated. They got they got beat by Shaq and Penny in 1995 Nobody. when Jordan came back. Nobody so, talks about that. And nobody talks about it either, you know. So obviously they came back, you know, the next year they won their second three P. You know, obviously it was amazing, right? They, we're not taking I'm not taking anything away from the duo. I'm simply I am. saying no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm simply <laughs> I'm simply saying they had a lot of high quality players behind them. That second three P. You got Dennis right. Rodman, one of the greatest defenders and rebounders ever, a Hall of Famer. He was there as well. A guy as well named Ron Harper, who if you aren't familiar with Ron Harper, before he joined the Bulls, he was consistently a 20-point-per-game scorer. He was a stud in the NBA. Plus, he was a lockdown defender. They had Tony Kukoc as well, who was a bona fide double-figure scorer for them as well. Tony Kukoc was a bucket. So, obviously, Jordan and Pippen were the ringleaders of those championships. There's no denying that. But they still had a hell of a lot of support along with them, more support than the one duo that I have above them. So, Cecil, I'll kick it back to you, man. I think we both know who each other's number one duos are at this point. We got a little bit of disagreement. So, Cecil, yeah. who's your number one duo of all time? My number one duo is, is even though I hate to say it, it's, it's <laughs> Mike and Scotty. Mm-hmm. Mike and Scotty. Like we were saying earlier, it's hard to win one championship, but to win six and wow. then two three-peats, double three-peats, Man. I gotta, I gotta give it to those guys, man. And um, just between Mike and Scotty alone, like we know how good Mike was as an offensive player. The guy came in as a rookie, averaging thirty points a game, which Crazy. is unheard of on all twos. That's all mid-range mm-hmm. work, <laughs> yep. mid-range and dunk. So I'll give him that. But Scotty was a hell of a player, like you said, he did everything. I feel mm-hmm. like how great of a player Jordan was. It kind of overshadowed because if you would ask who's the better defender to me, I'm going Scotty. He can guard Absolutely. one through five for real. Like, mm-hmm. not act like you can guard one through five, not just yeah. on one plate. No, he can guard one through five. The man was a freak of nature. His arms, his wingspans was incredibly long. Um, mm-hmm. But between both of them, that's 19 all defensive teams without the, like, I feel like just imagine a team having a two elite, two elite wings, two of the best players in the NBA at the time as wings. Yep. So that's I feel like talent wise. And then I'm a Chicago kid. I, they worship these guys like people yep. love Scotty as much as they love Jordan in Chicago. Like um, so, it's just the memories, the celebrations from my family members, not me, but. <laughs> All those Bulls championships, I was alive through that time. So, right, um, it's, it's, I was in Chicago during that time. So I, um, I know how important those championships it was in my hometown. So mm-hmm. I got to put them number one. 
No doubt. And I can, I, I mean, it's obvious to see why, you know, some, anyone would put them number one. I mean, six rings, you know, the, the, the classic six and oh, in the finals argument, you know, like it's, you know, it's a, it was a unbelievable duo. I got them second. So, you know, obviously I'm not sleeping on Mike and Scotty because they obviously were absolutely incredible, but my number one is Shaq and Kobe. I mean, these guys, look, listen, these guys three-peated as well. Okay. But to me, this is the greatest duo ever because they three-peated without nearly as much outside help as all the duos that I have below them, okay? The 2000 Lakers had Glenn Rice as the third option, but the 2000, who averaged 15 points per game, so he was a really solid third option for them. But the 2001 and 2002 Lakers third option for scoring was Derek Fisher, okay? And Derek Fisher was obviously huge for them. Don't get me wrong. He made some of the biggest shots in some of those playoff runs, but he wasn't nearly as good as those other duos' third options. Derek Fisher was averaging 11 points per game, okay? He was a, again, he was a solid starting point guard. He was a good role player, okay? But he was not a star. All of those other duos had a legitimate third star outside of them, okay? And listen, Rick Fox and Big Shot Bob were also there too. They also made some timely plays, but they weren't nearly as much help as those other duos supporting casts. You look at the, just look at Shaq and Kobe in those runs. 2000, Shaq in the regular season was 30, 13, and three blocks. He won the regular season MVP. God. Kobe was 22 and a half points, six, uh, six boards, five assists, okay? You look at 2001, both of them were, Kobe was 28 and a half points per game. Shaq was 28.7 points per game. Kobe then had six boards, five assists, two steals. Shaq had 13 boards and three blocks, okay? You look at uh, 2002, Kobe was 25 points, five and a half steals, five and a half, or five and a half, uh, excuse me, five and a half boards, five and a half assists. And then Shaq was 27, 11 and two, okay? This duo simply carried more weight on their championship runs than those other duos as well look at their playoff numbers as well their playoff numbers were ridiculous Shaq in the finals in the 2000 finals was tw uh let's see he was 38 17 and three blocks okay the 2001 wow. finals he was 33 16 and three blocks okay the 2002 finals he was 36 12 and three blocks okay this guy was absolutely ridiculous okay Kobe's numbers were ridiculous as well all right these guys simply carried more weight than those other duos did on their championship runs. And listen, Shaq says it a lot that they're the best duo of all time. And he's obviously a little bit biased because he's part of the duo, but there's no lies detected. Shaq and Kobe are the greatest duo of all time. There is no debate in my opinion. I think, I think you're making a you're making a valid point with the with the stats alone, like 38. 38 on, point man. like two you got two Come players on. averaging 30 how could you beat that like insane yeah but that supporting cast like you said it wasn't um as good as these players that because now i'm thinking about it miami had bosh mm -hmm. um imagine kareem had wordy um mm -hmm. the warriors had katie and draymond so they get the come on now <laughs> come on now yeah, like those all other Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. Like those all other Hall of Famers, man. Like somebody say Draymond not getting a Hall of then you got the Bulls they had Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. That's a he a top seventy five player. Then he then he yep. had a ring before he joined the Bulls. He had a couple, yeah, with the Pistons. Pistons, yeah, he got oh he had two with those. Two of them. Yeah. Shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just enough said. I just I just I'm just my criteria though. It's just the winning though. That's the only thing. Yeah. That's the only argument I have. Two. And I can see it. 
two three piece, and then I just I will. It's just uh the two players. I mean, a, a small and a big is crazy, but two wingmen mm-hmm. that just elite two way players. That's yep. Like it's hard so. to beat. Obviously, obviously it's hard to beat. They won six goddamn championships. It's you know it's hard to beat. But like I said. Listen, Kobe in those finals too. The first finals, the the 2000 finals, he wasn't as good. But if you remember in those 2000 finals, and uh, what game was it? Uh, Shaq fouled out, and Kobe had to come in and make the big shots down the stretch. Yeah, he said, "Easy, easy, take it easy." You know, I got this. You know, so he came in and made big shots while Shaq was fouled out to help them seal that 2000 finals. And Kobe was on a bad ankle too. He missed one of those games with a with that ankle injury. So Kobe was hurt in that finals, made big shots. The 2001 finals, he averaged 25, eight and six. The 2002 finals, he averaged 27, six and five. You know, so. The guy was, and that was as a second option. Like normally those numbers are good enough to win a finals MVP. Like that's your second option. You know what I'm saying? Like that dude, like that, and like that's the that's the best duo of all time, in my opinion. Like those two were just absolutely carrying that team in their playoff runs. And again, I'm, I don't want to discount those role players because obviously, if you remember, uh, especially the uh, the 2002 Western Conference Finals, Robert Ory made that huge three against Sacramento to put them over the top. A couple years after that, or was it the next year? I think it was two years after that, 2004 Western Conference Finals against my Spurs. Man, that was one of my very Eric first Fisher, basketball that memories. Point two second shot. Oh my gosh, dude! Tim Duncan makes that crazy. Oh, Fade away. Man, sick, Tim, Tim Duncan makes the crazy fadeaway off glass right before that. And then Fisher with, you know, like you said, 0.3 seconds fading away, drills a shot, yeah, runs straight to the locker like room. Yesterday, that's crazy. Dude, I was I, I was seven years old and I remember that shot like it was yesterday, bro. Like I, I like I remember just looking at the I was literally looking at the TV like what you know, what just happened? Like I'm staring at the TV like so obviously. It, the, they had role players that made big shots for them. But again, yeah. their role players did not have nearly as big of an impact on their championships as the other guys' role players did, in my opinion. And I'm not I, I'm not going to bring up coaches in this discussion because every single duo we mentioned has a great coach. Hall right? Steve coaches. Yeah, Steve Kerr for Steve Kerr for the Splash Brothers, Eric Spolstra for, uh, for uh, LeBron and Wade. Then you got Pat Riley for Kareem and Magic, and then Phil Jackson for the top two duos. So all of them had... You know, one of the greatest coaches of all wow. time, coaching them. You know, two so. duos have both of the same coach. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, right? The 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 same coach, a top two duo. So it makes you think maybe we should give Phil Jackson a little more credit for for those championship runs too. So Triangle just because, offense, man. man, just because of how dominant. I mean, Phil Jackson's responsible for the last three three peats in the NBA. You know, so the guys, the guy, it's hard not to even as a Spurs fan with Coach Pop, it's hard not to argue. You know, Phil Jackson is the greatest head coach of all time. But you know, it, listen, all these do it like. We're splitting hairs over these duos. I mean, these duos Actually, are yeah. these 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 duos are insane, man. So yeah, man, the the best duos of all time. There's there's some duos who you could definitely look at. Obviously, we mentioned another one with involving the same players. Stephen Stephen KD could obviously be mentioned as you know one of the greatest duos ever. Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. Tim Duncan and Ginobili. I'm and like, damn. You could, you could Kevin McHale and Bird. You could put them in there, you know. There's there's tons of other great NBA duos, you know. I'm and there's I'm sure there's some playing right now that maybe we don't even realize, you know. So how many championships are, have these duos been responsible for collectively? I mean, these are you know some of the greatest greatest runs in NBA history. So shout out to all these duos, man. Shout out, man. Five of the greatest duos of all time. But uh, that's gonna do it for us here today on the House Call Sports. 
Brick House segment. Thank you guys so much for watching. Comment down below who you guys think are the greatest duos of all time. Again, tell us who you think is right as far as greatest duos of all time go. I'm going to give a quick shout out to our sponsors real quick before we get out of here. The first one I'm going to give a shout out to is sportmemorabilia.com. That's the one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I got some jerseys from there, some hats, a pullover type long sleeve. If you want to get an old school jersey from any of the duos that we just talked about, go to sportmemorabilia.com. Hit the link in the description to get everything that you need from sportmemorabilia.com. We are also sponsored by Fubo TV. That's the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There is no hidden fees. Go get a free trial, browse available plans. I personally have used Fubo. I love that you get tons of channels. You can watch tons of sports. You can watch NBA. You can watch WNBA. You can watch college basketball. If you're an NFL fan, the NFL is coming up. You can watch football. You can watch baseball. You can watch whatever the hell you want on Fubo TV. So hit the link in the description to go check that out. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at The House Call Sports, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We also got threads. We got merch up. You can meet our crew. We've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com. And that's going to be it for us. Peace.